into the contest. It is Friday the 11th of June. Welcome to our Afternoon Sport Deep Dive. I'm Tim Gilbert. I'm joined by my co-host Shane Lee. Shane, how are you? Still buzzing from a state of origin, mate. Still buzzy. I can't wait for the next one now. The NRL, look, we don't often defend them. It's a great game, but uh, look, I don't know. Uh, Paul Kent's come out and called them a gutless organisation because Jared Sutton apparently put his whistle in the pocket and they didn't you know, adjudicate the game as they've been doing club games. What, what did you make of all of that? Look, I think Paul Kent's right that he, they did put their whistle away, but I think they should. Um, I've always been dead against any sporting organisation trying to change a rule mid-season. They've done that with the NRL this year, but the state of origin is the showcase of rugby league and it was a fantastic game. It was fast. To try and stop or bastardise that product would have been absolute committing hurry curry, mate. So, yeah, Paul Kent might be right, but uh, they're damned if they do and they're damned if they don't, aren't they? Oh, yeah, I reckon that there would have been a lot bigger brouhaha if they'd basically left with 12 players playing 11. Uh, I, I thought look, I thought they got it right. I really do. All right, of course, you know you can win here on Afternoon Sport. All you need to do is go and follow us on Twitter or Facebook. That is Afternoon Sport on Twitter or Facebook. And you could go into the running, you will go into the running, for a signed Western Sydney Wanderers soccer ball from Spartan. It's an absolute beautiful piece. So go there and follow us. We've got a big show on the way. Of course, uh, so many Olympic trials going on around the world. John Stephenson former Olympian is here to talk about that a bit of boxing and some motorsport but up next I've been looking forward to this all week it is Shadwick a Brisbane comedian he's a Queensland supporter and New South Wales flogs them Shad is next thank God it is Friday that means Brisbane comedian Shad Wicker is in the house and Shad look um, before we get going look a big part of me is feeling for you today. Really feel sorry for you and the state of origin. It was awful for you guys. And um, look, I take no joy in that 50 to 6 record breaking thrashing. Mate, you reminded me of the score at 7 30 on Thursday morning. What are you talking about? Got <laughs> a message on Instagram straight away. Double check the score, Shad, mate. You know what the score was. Shad, are you okay, mate? Are you okay? It's been a it's been a horrible week for us Queenslanders. I mean, we get pumped in Townsville, and then then someone from Melbourne comes in and gives us COVID. I mean, what more do you want? <laughs> what a horrible week, honestly. So, mate, let, let's talk through the state of origin. We have to because uh, it was a fantastic win by the Blues, but um, the Blues did look great, didn't they? And I think for me, I think it's a real coming of age of Nathan Cleary. I know he's he's played well the last two years, but to perform on the big stage that does not bode well for the Queenslanders in the future. I reckon it. we kind of touched on it last week. Like there's so much firepower in that side and pace. Like so there's yeah. so much speed. It was just impossible for us to kind of slow it down. And you know what? Last time when you guys broke the streak, it was bringing in the two halves that were playing in great form for the Bulldogs. Yep. And then this time you've done the same thing. And it, you know what's eerie to me? I think the NRL, like NRL.com's like Instagram put up a picture and it was kind of uh, it was a, it was a play on that meme about how it was like how's it going and how it used to be. Yep. And it's it's three pitches of Luai and Cleary in three different grades of footy, and then playing for the Panthers first grade. Yep. yep. And I was when I saw that I was like I remember when Thurston Smith Cronk and Slater sat down to have a chat um, mm. before an Origin game, and they spoke about how they were all at the same trial match for the Broncos. Yeah. And I was like, this is eerily similar. You've got a team now that has the core, like the engine room, 
that know each other so well that yeah, it's going to be a very dangerous halves pairing. Meanwhile, looking at our side, I mean, you can't say that you're going to completely drop um, DC or Munster, but I'm sitting here a bit baffled by a lot of our selections into that game last night. Yeah, well, you and I discussed it, and look, the other day, how the hell Ben Hunt wasn't in that team um, with what he's done he, this year particularly is just phenomenal. But they have to regroup. They have to get to game two and get a victory so they can uh, keep the series alive. I didn't see Premier Anastasia Palaszczuk with any of the Queenslander text messages to Gladys either. <laughs> yeah, but I, I don't know if Gladys will be able to see it. If that's a t- did you see the tiny TV she was watching the game on? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I well, did, actually. I don't even think she was actually watching it, if I'm being honest. Um, here's my question for you, though, with our side, because mm. I mean, we're it's obvious that barring any kind of crazy injury or whatnot, New South Wales will be pretty much exactly the same. I personally feel like AJ Brimson should be the fullback and it's nothing massive against Holmes, but I think he's better served with how quick he is and whatnot on the wing where he's played amazing in origin. And AJ gives us more of, a, I think, a bit more of pace at fullback in defence. Like I, I just think like our back line needs a bit of a reshuffle to kind of really get the benefits of what we're hoping to get out of Harry Grant in a dummy half. I reckon you should. I reckon you should be Meninga and Miles back in, <laughs> mate. Mate, we'll tell you what. We could have used him out there like on Wednesday. I'm not going to lie. Maybe Meninga with the cast on his arm. Well, he's still got a broken arm, probably. Yeah. <laughs> hey, but it's it's a funny thing that that Dale Cherry Evans. Um, he he couldn't win a game without Travoyevich, could he? At at club level, and and it's funny. He really has a. Well, he's a very one-dimensional type game, doesn't he? He needs he needs pace outside him. Um, and you're right. Maybe you need to reshuffle around um, that, those chess pieces. You you don't like him, Shane. Shane, you you do not like him for, for some reason. I don't know whether he lives in your street. Just hyphenated names do my head in. Yeah, yeah. He's he's, he's, he's your Paul Gallon. <laughs> no, he's not that bad. I'm not going to lie to you though. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't be overly upset if Hunt got put into the halves instead of DCE. Yeah, like I actually wouldn't mind. That happening. I know that he's in there because he's a little bit of an old head, but like we've, it's almost like we've forgotten in Queensland. It's like, yeah, he's an old head, but he, he only started once and then he was a bench player. And then we started Munster and Hunt afterwards. You know what I mean? Like, I think there is a lot of experience missing in our side, especially in the back line. Yeah. But I think there's, there's, the, the biggest problem for me is there was no one quick enough on the outside edge. Mm. Capewell yep. is, is a great back rower and a pretty good um, center. But he's not quick enough to stop when you've yeah. got Tom Travoyevich just wandering around wanting the football. Well, well, well Shad, Shad, I just hope they pick the same side and get flogged. That's that's to be honest with you. That's all. That's all I care. I don't, you know, I don't care who they pick. It was so nice, point after point. And my son's going. My son Joey's going. Dad, that's a record. And I said, Yeah, we're hitting more records here, mate. Let's just kick them while they're down. So um, now, now, Shad, look, I did want to ask you a question without notice. What about those wonderful locks of hair that you have? I saw some shots on Instagram. Seriously, <laughs> mate, I haven't seen a head of hair like that since Barabbas in the Bible. Mate, it's not too bad. If you boys, uh, if those ball patches get a bit too big, fellas, I'll be happy to donate some of it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Shad, how's the tour going? The tour's going all right, boys. I, I think, I mean, I'm obviously – I had to spend my origin in New South Wales, which sucked. Yeah, yeah. Um, wandering around Potts Point. Uh, I may have knocked back a few too many schooners and uh, got the acid tongue out in retaliation to a horrible flogging. But um, I, I actually, I was down in Arana, uh last night. You guys know the Arana on the Central Coast? Erin Affair, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I went wandering through Erin Affair. Um, a mate of mine used to date a girl called Erina from Erina. 
Believe it or not, <laughs> true story. Yeah. Jesus, wow. you don't want to move. Yes, hey, right. I, I, <laughs> I um I did a gig at the Sunken Monkey, formerly the Woodport Inn. For those that are like right. coasties from back yeah. in the day, great place to get punched by a bouncer. That joint back in the day, <laughs> but um now it's uh now they've you know when you know when a pub tidies itself up, but it's like you've put lipstick on a pig. Yeah. Mm, yeah, it's like oh, it's really nice now, but no, the patrons are still the same. The gig was on a stage, uh, quite literally in the TAB room. Really? And I was like, you know what, guys, I've made it. <laughs> so here you are giving you good stuff, and and in the background, the green lights on, the bunnies on its way here at Dapto, dollar fifty, the favourite. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Man, I've never. I was uh, trying to get to the end of a joke, and it feel like people were cheering me on, but it just turns out they were just on number eight, Dapto. <laughs> Now, now, where are you off to now, mate? Mate, I had to Wagga this morning, which mm. I'm this little Queensland boy is not excited to be going up to where it's so cold at the moment. But we're doing the uh, Wagga Civic Centre for one of my shows um, tonight, Friday night. Yep. And then we're back in Sydney for back-to-back shows at the Factory Theatre. One's already sold out. So if you want to come Beautiful. to the early show. When are they? Tell me, tell me when they are. So they are uh, the early show, is seven PM Factory Theatre Saturday night um, in Sydney, and nine thirty at the Wagga Civic Theatre Friday night. Um, okay. You can get all the tickets on my Insta. Go over to at Wicked Shad. You'll see all of the uh, details for tickets. And then, boys, I'm doing a run at the Comedy Store. Yes, next week. We can't wait. So drop on by. There'll be but Thursday to Friday at the famous Comedy Store in Sydney. You'll see Tim and I in the crowd, mate, with two guys in the blue jerseys. Oh, <laughs> I threatened I would hang up on this. <laughs> and Shane will have his headgear on, his shoulder pads. Just in case I bump into Malmeninga, yeah. <laughs> oh, goodness well. Okay, Shad, uh, game one, New South Wales lead 1-0. There are two games to go. This is state of origin. Anything can happen. If it was me, I uh, and I hate giving you guys advice, I would look for that Dragons connection. I would go McCulloch, I would go Hunt, and I would put crazy boy Josh Maguire. Crazy boy on the football field, of course, he's a nice bloke, but that kind of venom may just help you blokes. But uh, they're only my thoughts. Mate, I think think a big change back. I want AJ Brimson in fullback if Calum Pong is injured. That's what I want. I want Brimmers on there, and I want Hunt at least on the bench. Um, and hopefully Harry Grant's a bit fresher. I'm also sweating a bit on what Munster's going to get for the little cheeky kick. Yeah, that could prove a big problem. Go the Blues, oh, mate. I reckon has this is my prediction in in Brisbane. It'll be a tight one, and it'll be Queensland by four. Oh, we'll see. We shall see. Son. Or New South Wales by fifty. <laughs> Enjoy, Wagga. <laughs> see you, mate. <laughs> Coming up on Afternoon Sport, it is John Stephenson, former Olympian, of course, is with us real soon. Rugby, it's a game they play in heaven. Look out for our podcast, The Running Game, where Matt Dunning joins me, Tim Gilbert. Each week, we speak to players, coaches and legends of the game. We look at the game from every angle at all levels, from test rugby, the club game, city to country and the way it's played at school. The Running Game. Come find us on your podcast app. Oh, it's fabulous. It's fantastic Friday, isn't it? Absolutely. I sound like a salesman, but uh, that means former Olympian John Stephenson is in the house. How are you, John? Timmy, I was hoping you were going to go with the it's Friday, man, Saturday, Sunday, but it came a bit, it's a bit 
a bit flat today, man. Well, my see, my yeah, my singing's probably as strong as yours, so I didn't have a crack at it. I'm good okay. to you. I'm, I'm, I, I want to talk about one of my favourite athletes in the world, and you know this, Shelley Ann Fraser Price. She's phenomenal. She is now the fastest woman alive, Tim. She actually became the fastest woman alive, overtaking Carmelita Jetta, who was actually one of my old training partners in Los Angeles. Um, mm. I got to speak to Carmelita. She was really happy for, for Shelly, which, which I know Carmelita is a real, uh, a real competitor, but that was something Carmelita was so proud of um, because obviously Florence Griffith Joyner has – the 100-meter record for women, and it's something like 10.45. Please excuse me for those that are, are track and field aficionados. Um, I'm sure they could tell me what the exact time is, but it's bloody fast. Would that be Would that be still staying, that record, though? <sighs> that's a whole other podcast, Tim. But, uh, mm. and, and I think I think that's in the minds of a lot of coaches and female 100-meter runners. So, really, the times that were set by Shelly Ann, she ran 10.63, in Jamaica, becoming the fastest woman alive. Carmelita Jetta ran a similar time in Stuttgart in 2009. So she is honestly the, the female Usain Bolt um, wow. in track and field. And uh, she's won so many Olympic titles. And it's just sad that in our sport that women don't really get revered the same way Usain was because Shelly Ann deserves to be revered exactly the same way. She is phenomenal. She's so, so fast and has done it over such a, such a long time, produced these these great um, performances, and I'm, I've got her. I've tipped her to to win the Olympic Games. But there's a, there's a lot of women out there that are running superbly fast. But I still think Shelly Ann gets their measure, and I still still think she wins Olympic mm. Games in Tokyo. Yeah, can't wait to watch that. That's going to be extraordinary. Now, what about Mayweather and Paul? A lot of fans upset. They saw that little video clip where they think they'd already done the deal. They walked away with uh, multiple millions of dollars. I think it's absolute BS. I don't give a shit. I think it was entertainment. Sport is entertainment. And I'm a boxing purist. I love boxing. And I thought it was still a cool fight. They both went in there. Paul tried to give it to him. Mayweather still, I still reckon Mayweather looks great. Um, as a fighter, was shut. His eye was still in. He was sharp as attack. And now, for those who've boxed before, if you spar somebody in the gym that's a lot bigger than you, you're always, how do I put it? Always apprehensive that this big guy catches me, I'm going down. And now Mayweather's no idiot. He would have known that Paul is trained to get his moment of fame here. Yeah? And if he catches him and Mayweather goes down, I mean, how would that have looked for Floyd? So um, I thought. Look, it flattened towards the end. I think people wanted to see a knockout either way, whether it's Floyd getting knocked down or it's Paul getting um, knocked down or getting that 12-ounce glove shoved back in his mouth because he talks so much. I think people are looking for a result like that. End of the day, I still thought it was great entertainment. They sold 30,000 tickets um, for their live audience, and I'm pretty sure it'll, it'll rate well on, on pay-per-view. So I thought, well done. The true winners were Paul and Mayweather as they walked away with a bag for the cash. Oh, I'll tell you what, get you a long way on a ferry, wouldn't it? Now, what about Formula One? It was a mess, the last race. <laughs> Boy, I loved it. Baku never, ever ceases to give you the entertainment you want in Formula One. It's almost like, guys, can you just have all 21 races in Baku? Because it actually makes Formula One super-duper exciting. Um, we saw the winner in, in Sergio Perez. So happy for him. He moved to teams. Obviously, we, he got dropped by a racing point last year, and everybody was so shocked that he was dropped for Vettel to replace him. And he, he didn't have a seat there for a while. He, he picked up the seat at Red Bull and he's delivered straight away, I think within the, I think that's their third or fourth race um, into the season. And now he's, he's a race win. I think that's his second race win of his whole career. I mean, look, he didn't win this outright and just destroyed Lewis Hamilton and destroyed Max Verstappen. But sadly enough, there was tyre phase 
which changed the whole dynamic of the race with like 10 laps to go. Um, mm. Seeing Max Verstappen get the same rear left tyre failure as Lance Stroll got, I think, 15 laps earlier, causing there to be a red flag, causing there to be a restart, um, causing Lewis Hamilton to lock up his brakes into the first corner into the restart, causing him to go all the way back to the back of the field, um, giving Sergio Perez the win. But I thought this is Formula One, is entertainment. It was great to watch as a, as a viewer mm. of the sport, seeing a podium of Perez obviously winning, Vettel coming second, and Gasly getting third. I mean, they're three names you hardly would see on the podium. Um, again, love the race, love Formula One. And unfortunately, Paul Daniel Ricciardo is still trying to find his feet, but I'm still, still backing me in that uh, we'll see. He has, we haven't seen. Um, the worst of him yet that uh, I think mm. he'll go through a bit more uh, issues there at McLaren, but we haven't also mm. seen the best of him at McLaren. So we're looking forward to that. Yeah, he's still racing. I think he hasn't finished the race yet, Daniel Ricciardo. Oh, I'll stop it, oh, dude. that's nasty. That's a, how do you cope in the cold weather, John? Are you, 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 like, I mean, it's, it's 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 unseasonally cold up and down the east coast of Australia. Do you do you have the UGG boots and everything else that goes with it? <laughs> Tim, I, I don't know. I, this, see, I love how you try to get personal. Mm. And for our poor listeners here, you know damn mm. well I hate the cold. You know mm. damn well I'm struggling at the moment. And mm. I'm, I watch my weather app on my iPhone every day, just hoping. That the, that the Celsius goes up because I need it. I can't function like this. It's even hard doing this podcast. I don't feel like I'm really the same guy I normally am when I do this mm. podcast when I'm cold. Like I actually try and create a warm environment when I start to do this podcast for myself. Mm. Well, you guys have yourself a hot chocolate, mate. It is as cold as a frog in an icebound pool. The cold of the tip of a Laplander's tool. It is quite cold. <laughs> All right. Keep it real. We'll see you next week. Enjoy your weekend, guys. That's it for Afternoon Sport today. We'll be with you Monday to Friday every week. Follow us on your podcast app so you don't miss it. A big thank you today, Shad Wicker and John Stephenson and our sponsors, Spartan Sports, Shad. Yeah, www.spartansportshq.com. And, of course, the great man, Dan McHugh. He's our producer and does an amazing job. We will see you Monday for your daily dose of sport. Have a great long weekend, guys. Take care. We back Monday? We have to be, don't we?